Hello, welcome to Cycle Systems Online podcast. I wanted to have a bit of fun today and talk about a gravel ride I did in the Alps. And just to really look at the bike, look at the equipment and quite frankly, the unsuitability of it for the riding I was doing. To look at the developments in 2023 of gravel equipment and just to really ask that question. I know it's a joke, but are we just reinventing the mountain bike? So first of all, then looking at the ride, I did this last summer. And if you're on our Dial Up Your Cycle Tech Skills uh, Facebook group, you can go into media videos and you'll see a few live videos that I did from the ride. So there's evidence there of me doing it and making jokes about myself and how pathetically weak I was. But it was a real adventure. You know, it's like, here I am, uh, moved out to Switzerland. I'm taking the gravel bike. I've got the map. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this big loop with lots of climbing. And it's a bit intimidating. And it was billed as a mountain bike route, which I guess should have given some of the information away. But it wasn't billed as a, a hardcore mountain bike route. I've been out at Toon Bike Park recently on the um, wonderful specialised Levo Carbon, the 2023 model. And the bike didn't let me down. I might have let the bike down a bit because at 48, I'm just not really up for the modern mountain biking trails. You know, it's no moment to relax and enjoy the scenery. It's like every second there's some sort of uh, technical trail feature, which the kids love and all the big jumps and all that. But not so much for me. So I like off-road riding you just explore and of course you have gnarly bits and fun bits and techie bits but i want to go for a ride kind of old-fashioned for mountain biking right so for me the gravel bike kind of fits there's less tech there's less you know messing around like i fix bikes all day every day anyway so my own bikes if they can be a bit simpler i'm going to choose it so my main road bike still has mechanical gearing although it does have disc brakes now so essentially, I love a gravel bike. I love getting out there. I did loads of wonderful gravel rides, literally riding on the many, many miles, or should that be kilometers of gravel tracks we have here in Switzerland, just riding around on the river and up through the woods. And really, you can ride from anywhere to anywhere off-road on these gravel roads and tracks here in Switzerland. So I've been having some great fun, but I thought, let's go and see some mountains. So I planned a route where I could park the car down in the valley between um, Interlaken and Lauterbrunnen. I could ride up the next valley up towards Grindelwald, which is quite famous and a lot of you will have heard about reading, say, the White Spider and such, and then ride from Grindelwald all the way up to Kleiner Schildegg. So that's going right past the north face of the Eiger. I mean, it's a lot of climbing breathtaking views all around all the way up to Kleiner Schaldeg which is kicking up around 2,000 meters and then drop down the other side into the stunning Lauterbrunnen Valley for anyone that doesn't know that was where Tolkien visited and it inspired Rivendell um, it's where Sherlock Holmes fell to his death that's is it Reichenbach Falls it's a pretty special place, been voted the most beautiful village in Switzerland, yada, 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 yada. So I thought that would be a cool ride, and then back down the valley to the car. 
And I really didn't know if I was up to it. I didn't know if the bike was up to it. Well, it turned out I was up to it and I had a lovely day. But to be honest, I was taking the bike for a walk. <laughs> it was pretty much what I was doing. I had a really nice walk and I had my bike with me. Now, to be fair, if I looked at the Strava file, I probably did ride more than I walked in terms of distance. But climbing, there was a lot of walking there. So let's have a quick look at the bike then. Look at what I changed, which wasn't that much. Because, you know, for me, the gravel bike is a bit of a throw it over the fence, you know, go touring on it, you know, sleep outside, leave the bike next to me. It's not anything super special. Um, do listen to a previous podcast I did with John Paul Ballard from Swiss Side, where he generously lent me his Cervelo Aspero for a month. So I've ridden a top end gravel race bike, and boy, was that amazing. But the gravel bike I was riding was essentially a humble Raleigh Mustang with an aluminium frame, SRAM Apex 1, 11 speed, cheap aluminium wheels, just kind of entry level everything really. It all works, you know, perfectly well, essentially nice, comfortable geometry on there. Um, the head tube is 71 degrees, so it's certainly not slack, you know. Um, 440 mil chain stays so it's it's quite nice um off-road to ride it it's not super super tight bike but it's also not a mountain bike and it's not like a bmc urs or one of these more progressive gravel bikes the tires i've tried a few different sets of tires on there all running tubeless obviously and um at the time for that ride i was on some pretty knobbly tires i guess really suited for wet conditions winter conditions there were some schwalbe ultra bike tires and honestly i was running them because i wanted the most grip possible but because they had olive walls and they looked cool and they looked cool with my camo bags <laughs> so given it was quite gnarly territory i pr probably could have had those on rather than the standard g1 tires that have been running for quite a long time so yeah running tubeless full of sealant absolutely no problems so the big problem with this bike then um was the gearing and it's a bit like mountain biking you know mountain biking one by 11 didn't last that long did it and it's because we just didn't have the range you know mountain biking three by two by did give us a lot of range albeit front mechs are a real pain when you're riding off-road and it's a bit like that with gravel bikes but we've had to deal with 1x11 for much longer so as I'm speaking to you now in June 2023 we're still only seeing prototypes of Shimano's 1x12 GRX group set and I'll come on to that shortly so running the Apex 11 speed and of course you're probably aware there's a new 12 speed that's been out for a few months now for when you're listening but for this 11 speed, it was an 1142 cassette on the back and a big whopping 42 chain ring on the front. So you mountain bikers will be like, whoa, that is high gearing. And of course, it's because a gravel bike is a kind of road bike that goes off road. Right. So that relatively high gearing is great for getting on the road and chucking along to the trail. And it's great just for whizzing along on the gravel paths. Funnily enough, that's where the bike really works but the climb up from 
Grindelwald to Kleiner Schildegg going through the Alpiglen and such, all of these really famous um, parts of, of Switzerland, you know, that everyone camped in and the White Spider and such when they were doing the first ever ascents of the north face of the Eiger. It's not very technical climbing. It's all double track, I guess you'd call it in mountain bike speak. It's all quite well graveled paths. So it's not very technical, but it's pretty steep and it just goes on and on and on and on. I don't know exactly how many kilometers off the top of my head um, the climb was, but it was many kilometers reasonably steep. And it just it just was not the right gearing for it, nowhere near. So by that point, you know, I did try and ride and rest and ride and rest. But it got to the point where I was somewhere up that climb, I was like, I'm just gonna push. And I pushed for quite a bit. And then I rode because if anyone's walked that or ridden that area, you'll know there's areas where it's not so steep and you can ride. But there's plenty of walking bits on that climb and it was pretty tough. And I got right up to the top and climb the Schardegg's like a little hamlet really now with hotels, restaurants, you know, etc. There's a mountain railway that goes up there. There's really fast cable cars that go up there. So there's a lot of people enjoying the Alpine summer. And of course, there was loads of old fellas on e-bikes, not even breaking a sweat, sat there having a beer and a fag, you know. So I felt pretty accomplished having ridden up there on my own steam. And I felt pretty accomplished having got up there on a bike with no suspension and 40 mil tires. And really at this point, nothing about the bike was any sort of disadvantage other than the gear, you know. And obviously being an entry-level bike, it's relatively heavy as well going to be round about the 30 pound mark so i guess ideally on the uphill some sort of lightweight down country cross country bike would have been better i couldn't really imagine anything better than say specialized epic evo s works but don't have the pockets for that kind of bike but you know 23 pounds even down to 22 pounds full suspension mountain bike that would be absolutely you know fantastic 110 mil of travel it probably definitely would have been a lot faster uphill being lighter but the one thing would have been that exact same gravel bike with the wider range gear so that's absolutely what i would want to be looking at in the future so then as you know i'm sure Apex has come out 1x12 now. It's come out with the access or mechanical, which I think is really nice because personally, I like to have a, uh, mechanical gears, uh, especially on a bike like this that I want to use for a bit of exploring, really. Take my baby bag and just get out there. So essentially, the chainring options for the new Apex go from 38 to 46. So you can you know, use it for more hardcore applications and racing applications. But then we've got the cassettes, which basically there's a couple of different options. You can go for the Explore kind of gravel bike option where the chain, rear mech and cassettes all have to be compatible. And then we have the, um, the mullet setup where you're using the mechanical back end. And again, the rear mech chain and cassette have to be compatible because they're all different. So the Explore is using the flat top chain, the 
more road-like Mac and the smaller cassettes. But even these go up to uh, 44 tooth on the back. And the great thing is, is there's an 1144 version which uses an HG Freeper body. So you don't necessarily need the um, XD driver. However, if you're going to go for the Muller, and I definitely would live living here in Switzerland, um, you can go all the way to 1051. So for that ride that I was doing for the climb, I would be wanting the 1051 absolutely with the 38 tooth chainring up front. And that's going to be getting me up, you know, the, the, the climbs, basically the long, sometimes steep off-road climbs. So at Unbound Gravel, we have just seen, as I'm speaking now, um, a 12-speed GRX group set. You know, not all that surprising. And it seems to be um, built around a 1045 XTR cassette. Uh, one by build, basically. So that was on um, Shimano-sponsored Taylor Ledeen's um, bike. And essentially, even that 45, um, I'd be a bit wary of, living where I live and doing the sort of riding I want to do. I'd be wanting that 1051. So let's see if Shimano go that far. The big difference with SRAM and Shimano, so you know, many of you will be aware, is with SRAM, everything's compatible, you know, off-road, road, etc. Well, apart from, as I've said, the Mac chain and cassette, you need to make sure whichever system you're in, you're working with, but the shifters are compatible, the rim, you know, etc. with the pull of the Macs. And also, if you're on access, you know, the, buzz, the buzzwords there are, yes, you can. Can I use this button with the rear dropper? Yes, I can. Can I use drop bar shifters with mountain bike rear Mac? Yes, you can. So there's lots and lots of options there with the SRAM system. And both Shimano and SRAM, as, as we know, have got electronic and mechanical versions of at least the more entry-level versions of the group sets. So it did make me think, well, the best thing, the best group set for this gravel bike is really a mountain bike <laughs> type group set, albeit with a slightly bigger chain ring on the front. So how much of a gravel bike am I really wanting it? to be you know i will say that i do like riding 40 mil tires i really do i don't necessarily want to have 2.3 2.6 inch tires you know 55 mil plus when i'm doing longer rides and when i'm you know going off exploring and i'm not always on gnarly territory basically so i do like that about a gravel bike however when I started going down the other side after stopping for lunch, a little um, mountain cafe, basically it was rocky, it was rough, it was steep. And while the Apex hydraulic brakes were great and the, the 160 rotors were fine for the kind of speeds I was doing, dropping down from Kleiner Schardeck to Bengen, it was just really sketchy it was like mountain biking in the 1990s you know when you couldn't really see straight because you were being smashed around on your fully rigid mountain bike and at least i wasn't on cantilever brakes like we were back then but it did kind of remind me of how bad mountain bikes used to be and that that bike was definitely not suited for that descent no matter what the geometry wasn't sorted the even the stem was too long it's more of a kind of off-road touring type stem like 70 mil or whatever i've got on there 
you know, those 40 mil tires are not what you want flying down steep, rocky, you know, dangerous descents in the Alps. And it did go on for quite a while. And I eventually got onto a reasonably steep but quite nice um, track, which went down with nice switchbacks. Met some lovely Swiss men walking their goats. It's something you see quite a lot here. People taking their goats for a walk, which is very sweet. But honestly, it wasn't the best bike for the climb. It wasn't the best bike for the descent. And just made me think of, I think it was Ian Field talking about the Three Peaks race up in um, Yorkshire, where he said, well, when you're on the road, part of the race, you want a road bike. When you're climbing, you're running up the mountain with a bike on your back, you don't want any bike. And when you're descending off the mountain, you want a mountain bike. So your gravel bike, and I think I'll always have a gravel bike now, or I'd like to. They're great fun, but they're definitely, you know, they're definitely a jack of all trades, master of none, you know? So plan your rides carefully. I'd say get as broad a range of gearing as you can. And I'm talking about this kind of just going out for a ride, having fun, exploring, bikepacking kind of riding. Um, rather than gravel racing. We can do a different podcast about that another time. And and just make sure that the kind of riding you're doing isn't necessarily going to take in uh, descents and terrain that are just too much. And honestly think if you start getting suspension and such on your gravel bike, you really are at the point where a down-country bike or even a cross-country type mountain bike is far, far better for you. I mean, trail mountain bikes these days, they're kind of aimed at trail centers, aren't they? They're not necessarily awesome bikes for riding all day. Although I am about to take loan of a nice carbon stunt jumper, and I'm going to be riding that around. So we'll see how that goes in contrast to the gravel bike. But for now, guys, definitely look at upgrading to a nice wide range 12-speed group set for your gravel bikes maybe even consider buying a mountain bike. But for now, that's me. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.